He died. I mean, you're cute and adorable and need to be protected at all costs. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. No, that's me too. It's okay. <laughs> I haven't caught up yet. <laughs> wow. So I, I've seen, I think, the first two episodes. I was, I was kind of bored. <laughs> a lot of people said they were too, that they were just like, it was mediocre. Uh, it's always tough to finish, you know, lock things up. I need to sit down with it, give it some more, give it another chance, but uh, it's, it just didn't really have a, I don't know what the story is. Yeah. Sure. Mandalorian but, uh, looks gorgeous. And yeah. I'll, I'll admit, I don't know if I've said it before on the show, but almost with everything I listen to or watch, like I'm a very slow first impressions person. Like I need to sit with stuff for a while before I really yeah. dive in deep to it. I will say the last I watched. That's uh, a good question. Do I even think my thoughts? That's deep, man. <laughs> um, when we were on, when we were coming back from France, I watched um, the new Aladdin, which is okay. Uh, there's like there's really good good parts and really annoying bad parts. Yeah, the, it's weird. There, there's a point like all of the songs. Like I will say, the songs are pretty good, most of them. And Will Smith does surprisingly well. Like, I don't ever want to step on the toes of Robin Williams, but Will Smith is very good for his new style of role. Um, but then it's like all the songs, it'll be like, we're taking it in a little bit of a new place. And then I get really annoyed. And then they're like, we're really taking it in a new place. I'm like, actually, this is kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, I and then I really, I really like the Sultan. I like that he has a bigger character drive and i really hated jafar <laughs> i didn't think it was played very well if, okay. if but, you hated him as a character you did some uh but then what i really want to talk about is i saw the good link or sorry the missing link which okay. is the claymation film with Zach galifianakis uh that was really adorable and really cool i liked okay. it a lot it's worth it it's a it's a really nice movie it was fun it was like a very feel-good kind of movie like i, I was flipping through stuff and it's like on an airplane that's eight hours long nine hours long it's like i do not want to watch anything heavy i just want pure like comfort food and i was like mad right. max no <laughs> uh some something else that was serious is like no i don't want to watch that it's like the missing link is like sure why not cartoon thing i find on planes like i can download a ridiculous amount of shows and shows that i watch all the time and i'm happy binging all the time and suddenly I have no desire in the world to watch a single second of any of them the minute I'm on the plane and can no longer Dude, browse the internet. I yeah. have the same problem. <laughs> I can prep for as much as I want to be on a plane and I won't want to do any of it. Exactly. And then I sit there and complain that I'm bored for eight hours or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like planes and stuff like that. It is like all I want to do is just watch Parks and Rec for the 400th time and just like have comfort food. It makes sense though yeah yeah so, we didn't get to talk about it much in the last episode uh we spent almost three weeks in france and a little bit of time in germany so we spent like 10 whole days in paris and it was really awesome the weather cooperated with us very very well uh we got to see the louvre we got to see nice. a bunch of stuff uh, we could see Mona Lisa. Yeah, Tom Hanks was around just dropping okay. clues everywhere. So I picked <laughs> okay. up a bunch of clues. Yeah, yes. We're we're this close to uh finding out the big mystery behind the uh the papacy and uh all everything the around the, the papacy and not the papacy. Yeah, you know. That that was the clue. You have to rearrange it. No, it was gorgeous. The the Louvre is absolutely gorgeous, just looking at it like the pyramids and stuff like that. Uh 
Got to see a lot of stuff. Eiffel Tower, all the all the fun touristy stuff. Got to eat a lot of good food. Uh, did a lot of walking because, uh, pro tip, uh, a time that is maybe not ideal to go is when the entire French transit authority is on strike. And like almost all, like there's a few instances where they keep certain things running, but like all of the subway was shut down. The buses, tri- like car driving and everything was so packed it was almost impossible we we took one bus and we were literally like stuffed in like gills um, sardines 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 have stuffed, gills <laughs> stuffed to the gills <laughs> uh, but uh yeah like we would try to get an uber somewhere where we knew we we would have a really long walk and it was like we have 45 minutes to go a mile and a half let's get an uber it's 30 minutes away it's still 30 minutes away all right, we have 20 oh minutes gosh. to get a mile and a half. Maybe we should walk. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. A little bit tough there, but uh, yeah, it's Paris is beautiful. Lots of fun there. And then we went to a town called Strasbourg, which is... Uh, Rachel knows all the history behind this, so I'm just talking like an idiot. Just keep talking. I'll correct you when needed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is known to be one of like the biggest Christmas markets in Europe and probably really in the world. So it's like They call beautiful- themselves the capital of Christmas. Yeah, so this beautiful town with, you know, kind of like a lot of, not all, but a lot of kind of like cobblestone streets and stuff like that. It's just like very, very pretty to walk around. Uh, A lot of Christmas trees and markets and a lot of like food vendors and all sorts of stuff. It was really fun. Cool. Uh, That sounds amazing. What else to talk about? Saw that. Keep going. Picasso Museum was really cool. That was in (laughs) Paris. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. And then we went to a little, again, not a little town, a big town. A big town with a big population called Stuttgart. Large city. Called Stuttgart, (laughs) which we really only went to because it was sort of close by and we could make train accommodations work. It was cool. That one one was definitely the most different. Like, it's it's a very industrial. uh, And then we were going to take the train all the way back to Paris. We got first class train tickets because we were in a long train and we were going to do something fancy. We're s- literally sitting there on the deck or on the thing. Like the train's going to be there in five minutes. And then we find out the train's canceled because of the strike. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened. So we had like four additional hours of, they gave us this list of trains and it was just like at 352 get on the one to this other small town in germany take that in three minutes you have to transfer take the other one back down you have seven minutes to transfer to get another train that goes to here and then another one that goes to this and another one that goes to this and that one you might not get on but maybe you will i don't know so the germany was a little german was tough because neither of us speak any german uh rachel is completely fluent in french and was amazing at the whole thing thanks (laughs) ordered basically all of our food and talk to all the people for us mm-hmm. really helped especially in that case to be able to talk to somebody in french about the fact that our train got canceled and we're trying to cross over i think made a huge difference i learned a little bit of french i did my best i really tried to pick up on what i could i got really good at kind of ordering coffee that was about you it you did it once <laughs> you did it once <laughs> a couple times <laughs> i learned convincingly how to order coffee <laughs> pretty much that was it uh but yeah it was a blast highly recommend i like uh even in paris though like ever like it obviously helps if you can get the basic like say bonjour bonsoir 
au revoir, things like that, like when you're saying hello and goodbye and stuff like that. But if, you know, like if you're trying to order from a menu, generally, like if you look like you're speaking English for even half a second, they would just start speaking English to you. That's pretty cool. But having a little bit, just understanding like even 10 words of French will, you know, Uh, you feel better while you're traveling. Because generally, for the most part, like I can even not really knowing any French, like I I can, you know, read streets and I can tell for the most part what things are. Sometimes I would ask Rachel like what a word is. Um, like you'll be fine. Like if you have Google Maps and stuff, it's like you're you're not going to get lost or anything. Like you'll be fine. Cool. (laughs) But for real though, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, shall we get to some trivia? This is the very 36th ever episode, and it is a round robin game where all four of us bring our own round of trivia for the other three to answer. And, uh, all of us are vying for all of the euros and all of the metric space points in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's begin as we always do with round robins with Stu taking the first round. Cool. Thank you. My round is called Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die. Uh, oh, this my is famous uses of blue in media. Um, um, so, yeah, so this is Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die. This is famous uses of blue in media. Uh, I'm basically going to give kind of like, I'm not going to say, obviously, I'm not going to say what the answer is. Kind of hints, dash a riddle, uh, and you have to figure out either like this character, this media, this uh, song, artist, band. The answer normally has to deal with something with blue. Okay. Um, yes. I love this round already. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these don't really have backup hints. Um, so it's kind of, you know, you get it or you don't. We'll give one round of guessing per, per question. Uh, and then as usual, it's two points if you get it right. Question number one. This cerulean creature is renowned for his velocity and his fondness for golden trinkets. Oh, nice. God. Fun fact. I'm going to be so bad at this. This cerulean creature is renowned for his velocity <laughs> and fondness for golden trinkets. Fun fact. Do you know what his first and middle name are? Ogilvy Sup- Maurice Hedgehog, which I know we've covered uh, miles, tails per hour. Question number two. This top hit of the 80s by New Order refers to an Azure Weekly beginning. Is Blue Monday. <laughs> oh. Don't worry. They, I mean, it, it kind of changes up a little bit. Um, <laughs> this one is, is pretty simple. Uh, this is seven to nine cobalt dudes smashing things with paint. Rachel. Right. Ra- Rachel. Blue Man Group. Correct. <laughs> uh, did you know the Blue Man Group's official like, headquarters, like where they put on their shows and stuff, is in Orlando, Florida, at the old Nickelodeon Studios? Is it really? And suppo- yeah, because that whole, like, when you think of the facade for Nickelodeon, <laughs> that's all, that all got, well, not torn down, but it got, like, when that eventually got taken away, and I think the late late 90s or early 2000s, Blue Man Group has that lease, and supposedly the bathrooms used to have tile that had green that would, like, look like it spilled out into the stalls and stuff like that, and apparently that's still there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's super cool. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah. So two points to Rachel there. Uh, question number four, find these footprints and take extensive notes in order to conclude what we're going to do today. Ryan. Ryan. Is this blues clues? It's blues clues. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, two points to Ryan there, which they actually revamped the show recently with their third, uh, character on it. And it's pretty good. Uh, my son's now into blues clues again, which is really, really All cute. Right. Like, like host. 
Yeah, like host, because it was Steve, and then I don't remember the second guy. It was like Steve's cousin or something. <laughs> well, like Steve went off to college in the show. I think that was the canon reason. And so then his cousin, but you know what? No, no, he set the dog free. He gave it to a better home, and he didn't want to take the dog out of its comfort zone and kept it. Alrighty. Uh, this one is pretty short and quick. Question number five Who is the blue bomber? Oh, crap. Brian might. And then let me know. Do you guys want a hint? Uh, yeah, if you have a hint. Okay, uh, it'll go down to one point. He's a classic Nintendo character. Mega Man, yeah. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I thought, so the, the Red Baron used to be a, mm, mm-hmm. a Snoopy thing. It oh, was like yeah, a huge Snoopy thing. side character. So yeah. It's Snoopy's had, arch nemesis. I had, yeah, right, sorry, his, his nemesis. So I had that in my head. And I was like, is it? Yes, I couldn't, I don't know. No, that's okay. And question number six, which is the last question of the round. Take a tour of the world while listening to David Attenberg's soothing voice in the beautiful nature documentary. Rachel. Blue Planet. I was hoping Rachel would get that one, though, because she's such an avid fan. I love it. Like, I I just, these things, like, especially, like, um, wording questions and stuff just take me so much longer. That's okay. To put together. It's hard to process them. (laughs) I forget the rules to my own show. (laughs) conveniently that, forget you gotta you gotta phrase it <laughs> i don't know if he'll be listening or not but that's uh that topic suggestion and two of the questions came from my friend albert uh who nice. has helped me on several occasions come up with ingenious topics for the show thank you albert <laughs> nice i love it we have a uh, for uh, a future episode i think we're gonna have some a uh, pretty cool user submitted rounds oh, coming man. in so that would be awesome. So, yeah, uh, next episode. So super excited. Anyways, that's all I got to say about that. Cool. Uh, Rachel, it is your round. Okay, guys. So this round is a fun round. It's a bit experimental. I'm excited about it. I, uh, I consider this round more of a we're all learning something today round. Sure. Than a Rachel knows about this round <laughs> and is sharing information. This is a more of a... We are learning things as we go in the round, and I think it's a cool kind of... We're going to learn all about the nature and the statistics behind podcasts. What? what? New year, podcast info, going to be super interesting. Here's how it's going to work. Such meta. That is I know. This is so meta. I love this. This is going to be very interesting. Like I said, like this is going to be... We're, we're learning things as we go. And it's, it's going to be much more about discovery here. First question is going to be a lightning round style question. Okay. And then the other five are going to be standard questions. I'll ask you one simple question. There are no follow-up facts. Okay. Okay. So first question is lightning round style. That is, everyone has about 10, 15 seconds to think of an answer. Everyone will give one, and the points will go to the person who is the closest. Okay. What percentage of American people listen to podcasts weekly? Okay. Everyone locked in? Ryan, you can go first. Uh, 32%. Okay, Stu? 15%. Okay. Actually, Stu, you're gonna, this one's going to go to you. Sweet. 22% of American people listen to podcasts weekly. Nice. A little mm-hmm. over a fifth. Exactly. And uh, fun fact, 32% are monthly podcast listeners, Ryan. That's where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> So, with that in mind, the next questions are going to be in our standard style. Guys, what is the most po- 
most listened to podcast genre of 2019? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. True crime? No. Stew. Stew. Comedy. That is correct. Comedy is the most um, listened to genre of podcast. And with news coming in second, followed by um, society and culture, and true crime comes in out of fifth place, actually. Oh. As we all know, uh, trivia or trivia categories, uh, podcast categories suck. (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) They are very generic and very bad. I think we're like games and hobbies slash leisure or something like that. Question number three. So based on several different analytics, based on top number of ratings and quality of ratings, what is the top, what is considered the top podcast of all time? It's actually kind of a good answer. Um, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Um, Planet Uh, Money? That is not correct. Go ahead, Stu. This is a shot in the dark. I know this isn't right. Is it my brother, my brother and me? It is not. Okay. Things that got wrong. <laughs> it was very sad that I didn't see our podcast on that list. <laughs> no, but it comes in close answer. as number two. This American Life is routinely rated within the top three of the best podcasts of all time. It was a radio show for a long time transferred into a podcast. I assume it has to be an NPR. Uh, Stu, do you have a guess? I have no idea. So according to the list I have, which was compiled from ratings from iTunes, Stitcher, Chartable, and Podbean, which are considered the, I guess, the best ones for having both the ratings and the analytics, um, it is actually Serial. It goes Serial, American Life, Dr. Death. Dr. Death was really good, by the way. I go back and listen to it. It's only got like six or seven actual full episodes and i go back and routinely mm. listen to it i, I guess it. that's why i didn't think of serial because I, I know how huge it came on the scene but like it's it's only like two seasons or maybe three at this point but it's you know obviously not that long whereas like this american life or some npr thing is like an institutional show for 15 years that was my thought process and th- i mean and, and that's also a thing and so actually I should rephrase that. That previous one was the most downloaded podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so from the same website with the same analytics, but along the same lines, and I should have spaced this out better, and I apologize. Best podcasts. And this is coming from people who are reading all of the ratings. I'll just give this one to guys to you. This one, this one does come in for This American Life. Okay. This American Life is by far... So when you say best, you mean best, like highest rated? Highest rated, but they also are looking at the quality of the ratings. So like people who've actually sat down and written paragraphs about it. So Mm. numbers plus quality plus other analytics all combined. Cool. Um, Is that Ira Glass? Is he still hosting? I have no idea. I don't know. I think it goes This American Life, Serial, Radio Lab, S-Town, Stuff You Should Know, Criminal, 99% Invisible, Reply Mm. All. Dr. Death and WTF with Mark Marin. 99% Invisible had a really cool one about Magic the Gathering. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is neat. I love this analytic stuff. This is why I think this, this, um, this round is so much about discovering things, because this was when I was researching it, I was like, oh man, I'm learning so much. So based on US um, monthly audience, global downloads and streams, and number of active shows, 
Who is the top podcast publisher in the world? Go ahead, Ryan. NPR? That is correct. Nice. They have 70 active shows. They have 23,750,000 monthly audiences. They have 154 million global downloads. Um, Second in line is iHeartRadio, then Wondery, New York Times, PRX, Barstool Sports, and then ESPN. Wow. We're we're right up there, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What are we published under? Things I got wrong. (laughs) This, according to this particular list, This American Life and Serial, not associated with NPR at all. Totally separate. I forget where Serial comes from. It's it's branched off of something. I I think think it has a network. Authentic (laughs) is listed here, but I think they're associated with NPR. Okay. And last I didn't one. hear what you said. <laughs> Sorry, you said I, I don't know where cereal comes from. And I was like, generally catalogs or general mills. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue, Rachel. I apologize to interrupt your round. And last but not least, based on all of these inform this information that you guys have learned in the last few minutes that I learned in the last few days. What's the current top podcast on iTunes? So we're what number two, three? Yeah, we we do great. Like everyone yeah. here loves obscure trivia. <laughs> we love our listeners. So all of you tell one hundred million of your friends, dude. <laughs> every time I hear news about like oh like this listener wrote in or like oh you know we got this or whatever, it's like that is the coolest thing in the world to me. Yeah, like. So thank you to the listeners, because that is awesome. Yeah, that, that's no joke. Like Every time somebody messages in, that's my favorite thing, is like jump on our Slack channel and just be like, somebody else, somebody from England or somebody from the Netherlands or somebody from Canada or something like that messaged in. And we're like, what? It's so cool. It is so cool. I don't know how you found us, but thank you for listening and thank you for reaching out. All right, this will be the last round. This is my round. I'm bringing back an old one, a little bit of an obscure one. Uh, this is Doctor Who, Ooh. which I promise uh-huh. has nothing to do with the show Doctor Who whatsoever. Uh, I will provide you two different clues to a well-known doctor, which I put in quotes, either fictional or real. You have to give me uh, the commonplace name of this doctor. So I have two clues for each one. Uh, Call out when you know it. All right, question number one. This Swiss scientist longed to discover the elixir of life as a child and focused his work on the study of chemical processes in the decay of living beings. Yes. What? (laughs) Wow. Well done. Wow. Uh, the second clue is his work ultimately endangers his own life and his family's, which leads to regrets in meddling with life and with nature. Some of these are going to be a little tough, but uh, that would be Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Which, uh, <laughs> Frankenstein. Have you guys uh, seen Young know, Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think, I don't remember why I was looking this up. It was for some round of trivia. Uh, the inspiration from that book probably came from an event to where somebody was shocking a body back to life um and having the muscles contract through electrical stimulation out in public uh that was edison right i don't think it was edison um no but it's this guy uh who discovered it with like frog legs and then he was like oh well like i'll scale this up and like try and do it with people and then like 
you know, we didn't really have a whole lot of proof of things back then. So like everybody's like, oh shit, this guy's a necromancer. (laughs) Like they were freaking out about it. Yeah, it's a witch. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so the author likely saw that event uh, out in public and then probably had inspiration for the book from there. I've never read Frankenstein. So I I didn't know the whole plot to it, but like it's, it's kind of intense. (laughs) Yeah. Like the monster kills his son and then kills his wife and then he goes to fight him and I forget what happens to the actual doctor himself, but then Frankenstein the, or the monster is filled with such regret that he decides he's going to go and light himself on fire in the northernmost part of the world. So he just disappears into the Arctic circle, <laughs> I think. Whoa. <laughs> Question number two. First clue. A notable Harvard grad with a long history in the Boston area. Uh, this fictional character returns to his hometown to get a new outlook on life. This is Dr. Fraser Crane, Fraser Crane, uh, notable Harvard grad with a long history in the Boston area, i.e. Cheers. This fictional character returns to his hometown of Seattle with new outlook on life. Uh, as a host of a self-titled radio show, this character's psychotherapy helps his listeners and grants insight into his own life living with his father and his brother, Niles. Question number three. This doctor is a prominent figure in the New Age movement and in the Transcendental Meditation movement. Uh, this doctor is a prominent figure in the New Age and the Transcendental Meditation movement. Uh, clue number two. Since immigrating from India in the 70s, this doctor is also a notable author and has been interviewed oh. on Oprah. Deepak I Chopra. I did not know that one at all. I couldn't uh, the name. Despite being regularly criticized for his teachings and his pseudoscience claims. Question number four. This scientist and inventor is well-regarded for his ingenious projects and his customer-facing devices, despite being absent-minded, eccentric, and overly verbose. In an effort to be revered as cool, this doctor hires his part-time lab assistant, Stu. Uh, Oh, God. It's, oh, I know, like, I know the media. I know the character that you're talking about that's not, him i can't think of the name of the doctor himself uh because he calls him doc so much in the movie do you know the movie i give you yeah i mean yeah it's i mean it's back to the future yeah but well dar it's it's doc brown but doc brown oh my god that's who it is (sighs) i give you a point for that one you're on the second clue anyways uh, in an effort to be revered as cool this doctor hires this part-time lab assistant to continue his wacky experiments with time travel so that would be Doc Brown, also the uh, the impetus for Rick and Morty. Yeah, because <laughs> it's uh, Doc Brown and Marty. <laughs> right. Question number five: This fictional Dutch doctor is a well accomplished philosopher, physician, and scientist, and has helped to assist in the curing of mysterious illnesses. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. This fictional Dutch doctor is a well-accomplished philosopher, physician, and scientist, and has helped to assist in the curing of mysterious illnesses. After deducing... Stu. Stu. Dr. House? Not Dr. House. After deducing the cause of bite wounds, this doctor and his team venture through the night to the Carfax estate. Dr. Abraham Van Helsing... 
Uh, after deducting yeah. the clue, the sorry, the cause of bite of the bite wound or of bite wounds, uh, this doctor and his team venture through the night to the Carfax estate to take on their devious arch enemy, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> 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 a one, a two. A two. <laughs> I mean, Count Chocolate could be Dracula in, descri- in disguise. <laughs> so could they do shapeshift? All right, question number six. Last question of the game. After tragedy threatens his livelihood, this doctor sets out to find alternative healing that sets him on a new life course. Rachel. Rachel. Dr. Strange. Yes. I was waiting for it. I was hoping for it because that's the only one I could think of. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. That was one I I definitely tried to, knew I had to keep a little obscure. Great movie, great movie. After tragedy threatens his livelihood, this doctor sets out to find alternative healing and sets, that sets him on a new life course. Uh, second clue is taking up re- new residence in New York. This doctor requires new artifacts that allow him and his associates to team up to defend the world from mystical threats. Uh, that is the end of the game. Uh, let's get to some picks. Each episode, a couple of us give him a game, movie, experience, something cool like that we recommend you check out. I love listening to stand-up comedy, and uh, I enjoy it quite a bit, and I listen to it a lot while I work because it's something that's very easy to have on the background. You don't really have to think about it too much. Um, and for over a year now, I've been I've listened to this channel a lot. It's called Dry Bar Comedy, and I think... I'm actually not 100% sure, but I think it's a comedy venue somewhere in utah i think it's in like provo utah in the salt lake city area so it's dry bar is in no drinking and it's completely clean comedy and that's not the cool part the cool part is that it's actually super super funny um i remember coming across clips and you know like five minute clips or so and just consistently found them funny like i would i would listen to them for like half the work day um, just cause I really enjoyed them. And over the last month or two, uh, a lot of the people that I remember listening to, like their whole specials are coming out. So you can listen to the whole 45 minute bit, uh, special on somebody and it's just, it's super funny. Like I, I consistently find it funnier than just about any of the comedy central comedians that I find pop up on YouTube or anything else. Um, so it's clean comedy, like, you know, something you could probably be comfortable listening to with pretty much anybody. And I legitimately think it's funny and oftentimes funnier than what I hear on other channels. Um, so that's dry bar comedy. They have an app. Uh, they kind of, they throw to that as like an ad at the end of all of them. Like they recommend you go check out their whole special. Uh, I think a lot of them, you can hear it on YouTube and then you go to the dry bar comedy app and you can buy the whole special for like a dollar, $5 or whatever it is worth checking out. But like I said, um, a lot of the specials are coming out now. So like there are a lot of them that are 45 minute hour long specials that are worth checking out. Um, if you need a recommendation, I have a couple that I think are some of my favorites. There's a person named Warren B hall. There's a person named Andy Woodhull and a person named <laughs> Sam Adams, like the beer. <laughs> All of these are pseudonyms. Right. (laughs) All three of those are really funny. There's a lot of super funny ones, but uh, those are probably three that I would recommend. Um, uh, So that's my pick, Dry Bar Comedy. Uh, Check out the YouTube channel. There's also an app. Um, I I think I downloaded it once. I I just watch it on YouTube. Uh, But I would recommend you do the same. 
Well, that that's wonderful. awesome. Yeah, really good yeah. stuff. Uh, if you're listening at home, uh, please write in on either to the email at things are wrong at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever at things are wrong. Uh, let us know a pick. We would love to start shouting out more and more of this stuff. So uh, if you send something in a movie, a TV show, a book, anything like that, that uh, we would enjoy, send it our way. We would be happy to talk about it on the show. Uh, you can also check out the website, things to check out past episodes, show notes and more. All that stuff is on there. Uh, the next episode will be released around February 15th. So stay tuned for that. There you go. Uh, and until next time, we will see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.